This is the We Are Outdoorsmen podcast, built by outdoorsmen for outdoorsmen, presented by Herod Outdoors and Max Luer. Top line just got this. Yes, there it is. <laughs> yeah, that was my there we go. I hope she does it again. It's Wednesday, and that means we have another episode of the We Are Outdoorsman podcast, presented by Herod Outdoors and Max Lure. I'm your producer, Britton Ransford. Uh, with us today is Richie Herod of Herod Outdoors, and a special guest, Stephen Don. How you doing, Stephen? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I'm doing all right. You uh, are the owner of Elevation Fitness Training. Tell us a little bit about yourself. That's right, I am. Um, you know, I'm a lifelong sportsman, outdoorsman, athlete. Uh, you know, I've bow hunted for over 30 years, and I'd come up with a uh, a very specific training program, uh, which is based towards the Western state hunter, but isn't limited to. And uh, we really enjoy coming up with programs to help people utilize their their body in the the best functional way to, uh, you know, have the highest results out here in the backcountry. Very cool. It's uh, important, right, Richie, to make sure you, you train like you hunt. Oh, yeah. yeah. One of the things I do when I give the seminars at the sportsman shows, and that's where Stephen and I actually met. We, we met at the sportsman shows and got to know something about him. But one of the things I always tell folks when I do my seminars about either hunting in the backcountry or just bow hunting elk in general is to train like, you, like you're going to hunt. I mean, that's, uh, to me, the, the preparation part of it's important, especially for older guys like me. Uh, it's harder and harder to be in shape, and so I thought it'd be really cool for Stephen to kind of give us some of his philosophy about how to go about that. So, would you agree with that? You know, train, train like you you're gonna hunt. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, very specific to what you're doing. You know, you don't uh, you you don't put water in your gas tank, you know, in your right. car and expect it to go. So, right, <laughs> got to keep things uh, lined up. <laughs> yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, one of the things that I always do is. As soon as the snow is gone in this country, because we get a lot of snow around here, you know, and um, I like to start shooting my bow fairly early, but I also like to just start getting myself in shape. And, you know, I've got a lot of ridge lines around here that I can hike that works really well. And so I feel like I'm building muscle strength in my legs and, and then shooting my bow is, you know, getting that muscle memory for pulling that bow back. And that's kind of my routine, you know, is that kind of what you do or... Yeah, you know, I'm um, have a hard time sitting still, and so <laughs> I've noticed that. I, I've also <laughs> I've also been you know an archer for ninety percent of my life, and so I uh, I travel everywhere with my bow. It stays in my truck, mm-hmm. you know, in a Target, and uh, there's one you know downstairs right now. Um, so I, I I find reasons to to shoot my bow all the time, and it's something that I I never you know want to dismiss it's important to me you know i want to i i'm exclusively a, a bow hunter yeah, so am i yeah pretty and much. and so you know i look at enjoying my hunts the same way as as i i've been a, a fitness coach and trainer for about 23 years now mm-hmm. and so it's something that you know i've tried to lead by example and using that lifestyle as a um you know i think there's and we can get into this later on down the road but there's habits and there's lifestyle you know and habits kind of come and go you know, right. and the lifestyle tends to stay consistent, you know, with, with the right choices. So it's something that, you know, I try to stay on year round, um, one for myself, um, two 
to, to set an example, you know, for those who sure. adhere to my programs sure. or whatever or, or follow along. So, uh, yeah, you know, I think that it depends on where you live regionally, what kind of topography that you're going to challenge yourself with and what, you know, obviously what kind of animals you're hunting. Are there like specific training programs that you would give someone who, you know, who's preparing for say like an elk hunt here in the Northwest and they're, you know, would you focus on cardio? Would you focus on strength or all of that? And, and how do you go about, you know, kind of coaching someone to, you know, get ready to do that? Yeah, Rich, you know, so, you know, if you were to call me and say, Hey, I've heard about your programs. This is kind of what I want to do. This is the hunt that I have coming up. We would have about a 45 minute to an hour conversation, mm-hmm. depending on how many rabbits we saw and, right. and decided to veer <laughs> off. Sure. Um, and, you know, I would just figure out what do you have available to you? How do you like to train? Mm-hmm. Um, what does your health history say? What does your body do? What, how does it like to move? You know, what I well, know. Mine doesn't, mine doesn't move very <laughs> I <know>. well. <laughs> I know that you personally have a couple things that, that ail you. And so obviously I can't just yeah. say, go out there and yeah. you know, do a bunch yeah. of push-ups. You know what right. I mean? So training specificity is something that I've adhered to for a very long time because my body allows me to do certain things with it and it, and it fights back with other things. So I don't just beat my head up against the wall. Right. Um, you know, I, I try to share with everybody that there's a fine line between discomfort and pain mm-hmm. and you shouldn't, in my opinion, you shouldn't just continuously push through pain because you're doing more long-term damage. Now, wait a minute. My football coach told me that, you know, no, no <laughs> right. pain, no gain. Yep. Come on. In the eighties, right? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly <laughs> okay. right. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, having, having the intelligence and, and I'm sure you've shared with your, with your listeners and, and your, um, your followers in the past that there's a, there's a hunting IQ as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like you yeah. can, there's a few things that you can take out into the woods that are weightless and don't cost anything. And right. one of those things is common sense. Sure. So I try to tell people all the time, when you're looking at your body, you're looking at your health and fitness, and then you relate that to hunting, you can keep common sense in both of those things in that pack when you're training and when right. you're hunting, and it's weightless. And it yeah. literally weighs nothing, <laughs> you know? So Yeah, that's kind of the other part of this uh, is the whole notion that it's not just physical preparation but it's mental preparation and part of what I do in my seminars is try to give people some tools to be successful when they go hunting what are they looking for how do they tune themselves into to the environment around them um, you, what how do elk respond what do they need to do that so I mean that's another I think really important part is just the mental preparation for it oh man I mean could that be 70% of it? I think it's a, it's a lot maybe, of it. Maybe more? You know, sometimes you're physical. I mean, as long as you're not just totally out of shape. To me, if you've got, if you're planning for a long hunt at high elevation, sometimes that, that um, I'm in feeling good and better shape comes while you're on the hunt. I wouldn't suggest that you go cold to that and not be prepared for it. But what I'm saying is you can get yourself there quite a ways, but, you know, figure out exactly what your hunting game plan is going to be. And how you're going to go about getting close to an animal, to, to me, that's a giant challenge. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and I think there's confidence that comes with that. And I also think that for me personally, you know, if, I'm, if I have two weeks budgeted out for a hunt and I know that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take between, let's say, five and eight, nine days worth of food back to maybe my baby camp if I'm mm-hmm. miles back in the backcountry, um, I want to know that I've got the confidence to one, 
fail multiple times and then have the mental (laughs) strength, right? And toughness to go, okay. Or a short-term memory, which I like to always share. Like you need to, you better have a short-term memory. Mm -hmm. If you're going to hunt elk or if you're going to hunt backcountry mule deer, you you better have the ability to go, oh, I forgot that I failed three times today. (laughs) I'm at 9,500 feet of elevation. And if I run out of water, I have to drop down 2,000 feet to grab some more, whatever it is. You know, so I think that having the confidence one in your gear is the same as having confidence in your ability to adhere to or come up with a plan. And if you can't come up with that plan for yourself, adhering to a plan from somebody um, who who's done it for a long time or or a coach or a or a mentor or, you know, you sure. don't you don't go to the dentist for an ankle problem. You right. know what I mean? Exactly. So you find that specialist and you <laughs> adhere to a program and you, you believe in it and you trust it. And, um, but you have to apply it as well. You know, I think that one of the most riveting pieces of information I received when I was probably, I think I was a young teenager, I'd come up with this, this amazing invention, right? Like we've all come up with, I got this, <laughs> this invention. And I told this, this, this man who I considered to be really wise, what this invention was. And, he said, oh, you've invented something, huh? And I said, well, not yet. And he said, well, what have you done so far? And I said, well, nothing. I just came up with the idea. And he goes, well, ideas are worthless. <laughs> and I was crushed. And I said, well, what do you mean? And he goes, well, an invention is just an idea until you've put an action. Yeah. Because until you've put the action in, it's just an idea just and an there's idea. no weight to it. So yeah. it's the same idea as, hey, I need to get into shape for my hunting season. Cool. What? Where have you started? Well, I haven't yet. Oh, yeah, I haven't yet. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's got um, one of the things we were talking about the other day uh, as we were sharing hunting stories, um, sitting around drinking our special coffee, is uh, we both ended up hunting the high country in in Idaho, and yeah. we were we were there at the same time and not very far apart, which is really funny. But I think um, that actually that hunt is sort of a good example of what we're talking about, and we're talking about hiking into over 7,000 feet for a base camp at miles in and then hunting all the way up close to 10,000 feet. Yeah. And every day you're going to go from your camp to elevation to find where the elk are because that's the way it was. You know, the elk were up at elevation and, and, and my hunt where we were camped started out with you cross the creek 30 yards and then you immediately started climbing the mountain. Now, two things about this that that Stevens talked about one is being physically prepared for that trip because it was almost seven miles to our base camp six to seven miles and then every day we were putting on anywhere from eight well eight at the low end but up to 15 miles in that terrain and at that elevation and now if you're not prepared for that here's a, here's a thing that I tell uh, folks at my seminars if you get hurt on day one because you did not prepare yourself for that hunt of a lifetime, you're going to be really upset with yourself. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, and how many people do you know that talk themselves off the mountain every year? Yeah. Well, and and, and that happens, you know, because they they pull a muscle or they, they, they're simply so sore, they roll an ankle, whatever it is, because their body is not ready for that trip. I mean, it's a trip like that is something you need to get your body prepared for because it's it's no joke. You could get hurt. It got, it snowed on us. When oh, we absolutely. Snowed when we were there, you know, so it's, a, it's about gear. It's about being able to hike in terrain, but also and in, in, in deal with those conditions. Another part of that, which he talked about is your mental 
uh, toughness for that. That hunt was hard. And you, I, there was a couple people that hunted with us that couldn't hack the conditions. I mean, they just were like, it's too cold. Um, I've got things to do. I'm, I'm leaving. And it was my brother ended up, you know, he and I ended up staying for like 12 days and we didn't want to go. You know, it's that mental toughness. You've got to have it if you want to be successful. Oh, you do. I mean, there's so, everything on the mountain wants you off of the mountain. You know, yes. like yesterday when you were saying um, helicopters are 10,000 parts all trying to get away from each other. <laughs> that, that's true. <laughs> I mean, that's literally, if you think about it, yeah. you start your day putting cold boots on. Yep. How many times do you get up in the morning in a, re- a regular just civilian life and you're like, I'm going to drink cold coffee or I like my eggs cold or <laughs> this is going to be the coldest shower that I could possibly yeah. take. You know, so starting your day uncomfortable is a place where you have to go. Well, I waited how many days to come back here this year? Yeah. I prepared, I budgeted. I mean, you're, you're investing energy and effort, time away from your family. You're away from work. You know, you're putting in the effort. Right. So why wait until that opportunity to create a functional pattern or 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 lifestyle of of fitness and health right. and good you're not going to eat the same way on the side of that mountain as you eat when you're at home no it's going to be different so why not start preparing for that months in advance why not go out and even if so like when we hunted in that place in idaho i can't just drive 14 hours several times and scout I know that there's elk there, right? Because people don't want to be there. (laughs) Right. It's not a hospitable environment for human beings. So I think we might have been the only two in that mountain range. (laughs) Yeah, right. right. Well, there were some knuckleheads Uh, that blew a bull out of there. Yeah, for me. There were some more guys, for sure. Um, But I know that I can go to the mountains where I live, and I can get uncomfortable, and I can throw a, a tent up, and I can challenge myself in a way that I have control over and say, okay, tomorrow morning, I'm going to wake up at 3.30 in the morning. I'm going to get out and I'm going to walk. I'm going to go through the steps. I'm going to do these things to prepare myself. Um, I get people that contact me all the time from the Eastern coast states from Midwest. Hey, what does it look like to have a pack, you know, that has 45 to 70 pounds with your, with your backcountry kid in it. And then you hike five miles or four miles or whatever. Right. And then I always cut in half what they're, if they've never come out west to hunt, I say, cut that in half. Yeah, right. Hunt two miles from the rig. Right. You know, just be smart about it yeah. and start because that's day, you're looking at day one. Day you're one. not looking at day six, you know, and if you haven't chased elk and if you haven't hunted mule deer and you haven't done these backcountry hunts, the failure rate is so high, oh, yeah. you know, that you're not anticipating how you feel mentally. So there's, there's a lot of things that you can do to prepare yourself mentally, but the physical part is going to help keep the morale of the other parts up. Yeah, if you if you can't if you can't physically go, that is going to make you depressed in a hurry. And you know, and like you said, you might not want to get out of your bag in the morning. It, I mean, and it's it really you, just you know it not, is. You know. So you know, and outside of of that, so what I do is I put together training programs that involve almost. I mean, more than 90% of the time shooting your bow. Mm-hmm. I'm a bow hunter. I love bow hunting. Um, I've hunted for, you know, since the 80s with my bows exclusively. And um, it's something I enjoy. And it's I've 
I've become a, a student of the art of, of archery and the fact that I know that when I go out and I've finally closed that last gap on, on the animal that I'm hunting, I'm not just going to have this perfect wide shoulder width stance. What? Make sure that my hips are squared up and, you know, <laughs> oh, my, my shot process is great and I'm just going to keep pulling, keep pulling. You know, there's a lot of things that I can't control. <laughs> so if I practice how I play, like you were speaking of earlier, yeah. um, I have clients that are in the middle of a cattle ranch in Montana, you know, 75 miles one way to the closest town. So what we do is we put together a program of what they have available to them. It might be a bad, I mean, I have one lady who's absolutely amazing. Um, her name's Bonnie, Bonnie, you rock. She's in her late fifties. She's a mountain biker. She's a hunter. She's a bow hunter. Um, she's a rancher and she puts 40 pound bags of chicken scratch in her pack. And she has a, you know, a Yeti 125 cooler and she'll do 50 step ups on that with her bow in her hand. Yeah. She'll hike with her bow in her hand. She'll run with her bow in her hand and then she'll go down and she'll take a knee and she'll shoot an arrow under control. And that arrow isn't, she isn't allowed to release that arrow unless it's everything's perfect. And if it's not, she lets down. So there's these habits that outside of breathing through your eyes when your heart rate's super high, which is going to be when you're pounding up a ridge after an elk or a mule deer or bear, whatever it is, you need to still be able to make an ethical shot. And people don't consider that okay, you're gassed or you're not, but you've got this animal, which you've never hunted before, or you have, but not, you don't have a lot of experience doing it. Your heart rate is going to skyrocket. So now what do you do? Do you remember to look through your peep site? Do you, there's all these things. So, you know, I, I really integrate. What are we doing? What kind of terrain are you hunting in? How can we put together a program with the resources you have available to you so it's easy for you to get up in the morning mm-hmm. or at night or in the middle of the day or whatever it is with your kids, you know, right. um, to, to adhere to. So it's fun. So it's different. It's not the same thing. And what you're going to do and like what Britain's going to do and what Bonnie's going to do are, are three different things. Sure. Yeah. So it's not a one size fits all stocking cap of fitness. It's got to, it has to be dynamic and yeah. it has to be functional to what. Has you, to, you have has to work for you. That's and, right. And that's what I try to tell people, you know, because, you know, I'm in my mid-50s. And so what I tell folks works great for me. But if you're a 30-year-old in, in great condition, you might need to focus on other things. Um, you know, one of the things I always tell people is you can get out there, be in good shape, and get close to animals, be a good hunter. But then what you need to do is transition from being a hunter to a shooter. So at, at one point, you need to mentally make a switch. Like, I got close now. Now I need to focus on my bow and my shot. And really, it doesn't matter if you're with a rifle also. It doesn't matter. You need to switch from being the hunter to the shooter because your point of you know, making sure you're making an ethical shot is so important. It doesn't matter what weapon you're using. You just need to make that mental switch. All of a sudden now I need to shoot and focus on shooting. That's my sole thing. I've done the work. I'm close, but now I need to make the shot. And if I can't make the shot, like you said, if it's not, not, not quite right, then I'm not going to take it. There's your, I mean, you couldn't be more correct about that. There's so many times where in different athletic competitions that I've been in um, over the last 25 years or so, I've had coaches that have helped me visualize 
And it's something that as a younger man, I'm like, visualization, what's this, that? What is that? Well, until I started adopting that and, and winning a lot of these right. that I, you know, like that I thought were above my ability, a lot of it was visualizing the end game, mm-hmm. visualizing that arrow going to that animal, visualizing a nice solid trigger pull on the rifle. I mean, there's, if, if you don't, if you, if you're kind of one of the naysayers, it's like, Oh, probably won't get it done, but I'm going to try. Then you're probably not going to get it done. Like most things in life. Right. Right. Yeah. (laughs) But if you can visualize yourself setting your bag down and getting a really solid, um, shooting platform, whether you're kneeling or prone or whatever, and Mm -hmm. you're lining your scope, your scope up and everything feels good. And it's the way that you've done it a, a bunch of times before only now there's a critter in front of you which rattles everybody, right? I mean, even if you've got ice in your veins, you still need to be able to visualize following through, finishing the job and and getting it done in in the most ethical and efficient way possible. Because if you can't do that, and and like you said, turn yourself into the shooter. Need to. You know, because at the end of the day, and I don't think there's anything wrong with admitting the fact that we're going out to kill an animal. Well, that's what we're there for. We're... You can't eat the animal unless you kill it. That's exactly I mean, right. and there's that's probably another podcast topic, <laughs> yeah. right? Maybe. Who knows? In medieval times. Yeah. <laughs> but you can't you can't harvest the animal, you can't kill the animal without having a plan, without having a process. And sure, I mean a blind hog finds an acorn from time to time, but unless you put your plan together and you keep pounding it out and you've got short term memory mm-hmm. and you, you know that you I can get up again tomorrow, put my cold boots on and do this again and not feel sorry for myself you'll have you'll have 300 and how many days between hunts yeah a lot for you to feel year. sorry for yourself yeah right you know because <laughs> no one else is going to feel sorry for you so if you're the only one feeling yeah. sorry for yourself then then prepare for it then take action you know put put a plan in progress figure the fitness aspect out of it and then mark that variable off because then it becomes a lifestyle instead of a habit um, a business coach that I dealt with several years ago who changed my life told me this, this, this is super paramount in my life. There's a difference between feel good and happy. Mm-hmm. Certain things in life make you feel good. For some people, it's drinking a Coke or having some ice cream, pizza. Um, not just saying like unhealthy things. Mm-hmm. Um, happy is what your family makes you long-term. Hunting makes me happy. Mm-hmm. My friendships make me happy. You know, the sunshine, that mm-hmm. makes me happy. It makes mm-hmm. me feel good, but it makes me happy too. Mm-hmm. Feel good is really short term. It doesn't feel good to put those boots on when they're freezing right, cold. Right, exactly. But I'll tell you what, when you walk up to that animal and you put together all the pieces of the puzzle and you you finish a successful hunt, that makes you happy. Yeah. And that's long term. And it's something that every time you open the freezer, every time you look at your wall, you get to admire your handiwork because it's something to be proud of you know oh absolutely yeah i i i really like all the points you made there that's uh that's all the kinds of things that i have aspired to myself you know uh it uh hunting is a way of life for many of us and you know like you say that might be a topic of another of another podcast is to talk about what what is what is that about? You know, what is, what is hunting about? And we should talk about that sometime. But, you know, if you can do all those things, there's so many elements of being prepared for one of these really hard hunts. If you can put all those pieces together and have success, you know, you really feel like you're, you're part of nature. You know, you'll feel like, oh, you, absolutely. you feel like you've uh, really accomplished something. And, and, uh, I agree. I, 
I felt pretty dang happy a couple of times when I <laughs> got, yeah. some, got some elk, you know, uh, especially. Yeah. There's nothing like it. That's some uh, really cool, insightful stuff. How, how can people get a, get a hold of you? Yeah, so, um, you know, it's Elevation Fitness Training, elevationfitnesstraining.com. On, on Facebook, it's Elevation Fitness Training. Instagram, um, Elevation Fitness Training, or myself, Stephen underscore Don, D-A-H-N. Um, it's, I mean, it's all over. It's not a, it's, we're not hidden or anything, you know, anything <laughs> like that. So can you do this remotely? Yes. So I have people checking in from Tel Aviv, Israel, you know, that That's are, really cool. especially today. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you know, there's, um, everybody has a program specifically built for their body there. This is 100% custom. This is not a one size fits all. Um, and that's something that in 23 ish years of, of being a, um, a fitness coach that I've, I felt like that was something that you can't just spin the wheel and say, well, today you're going to do this kind of cardio. Yeah. And it's like, well, what if this kind of cardio doesn't work for you? Um, you know, and I think if there's one thing that you can take away from, from this today, for me personally, that I would, I would want is that if you can make yourself accountable to somebody, then you'll have a reason to show up every day. Whether that's your partner, your life partner, whether that's someone like myself or your, your coach or your grandfather or your kid or somebody or something. So you're not going, well, I can let myself down. That's fine. I've done that for years. <laughs> right. But if you have somebody that you can be accountable to, it is an absolute, it's the most consistent thing over the 20 plus years that I've been doing this, yeah. that I've had feedback from clients and and family. I mean, my clients turn into my family because it's really important to me, you know? So be accountable to somebody. That's a game changer. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming and sharing all that. It's crazy, insightful stuff. Um, I think everyone should uh, go reach out to, to Steven if you're looking for one of those, you know, lifestyle changes, you know, figuring out your training for your hunts. Um, we will make sure that we get all of his contact information up on the Facebook page and our new Instagram page, WAO Podcast on, on Instagram and Facebook. If you have any questions for us, please send us a message on any one of our platforms. Follow Max Lure on Facebook. Follow Parrot Outdoors on Facebook. And uh, until next week, we will talk to you later.